Hey guys, if you're interested in checking out a video version of the show, please visit the Low Key Geek channel on YouTube. There you can not only catch the video version of the podcast, but you can also check out my other projects and short form video that I produce. You can find a link in the description. Otherwise, sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. James Gray is back with his newest movie, Armageddon Time. And no, it's not a sequel to Armageddon, the infamous sci-fi flick with Ben Affleck and Bruce Willis. No, it's a more of a coming-of-age film. And since we are in the Oscar season right now, it definitely has a lot of buzz going on about its Oscar potentials. So I got a special guest with me, my movie time buddy, Blake, who also watched this movie as I saw it during New York Film Festival. And we have a chance to finally talk about it. So let's talk about Armageddon time. You're going to be a match, okay? Firm handshake. Okay, give me a hug. All right, so Armageddon Time. So this is a movie from James Gray. Uh, last outing he had was Ad Astra, I believe it was. Yep. Is that right? Brad um, right. And I think if you follow James Gray and you happen to know his experiences with making that movie, that was one of the movies where he was not very happy with. Um, I think he's publicly spoken about how... The studio meddled so much in it and he didn't it didn't at the end of the day didn't really feel like his own so having a chance to watch armageddon time now you feel like this is definitely a passion project of his something that he was really all into and he had his hands and fingers and whatever the case is wrapped all around this movie um i was able to catch this movie at new york film festival i know you are always happy when i bring that up um but uh a little bit (laughs) but it was definitely one of those movies that is perfectly tailored for a new york film festival crowd um it is uh i guess a a semi-autobiographical movie you know something that he's taken from his life and his personal experiences and all that um so in, in that aspect i thought it was a really nice movie very it flowed very well the acting and the performances are really phenomenal especially the two kids uh michael banks repetta who's who plays paul jalen webb who plays johnny i thought their performances were phenomenal and fantastic um but i also saw this as a nice little love letter to new york especially queens new york you know where i grew up and I know you've lived some you've lived some years in Queens and all that. Six so, years. Yep. Yeah. Near Southern Boulevard where no spoilers, but the pawn shop scene happened. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, which is yeah. which is fantastic. And um and of course, um one of the major moments of the movie was taking place in Flushing Meadows, which is a park oh, yeah. that I hang out in all the time. Um and you know, growing up in Queens in the eighties, I mean, this was definitely that like like kind of nod to that period in that time you know and i think for me personally i really love that aspect of it too um i love the fact that um you know the the whole thing about him having to take the subway at that age going to school i experienced that myself which is like very uncommon during that time right so i knew how that felt i knew the anxiety the differences and also growing up again at that time um 
there was some, you know, prejudices, you know, like like around, especially with your religion or how you look, your your ethnicity and all that. So a lot of those things that they covered in this movie pretty much rang home to me. Like it was very something that I experienced as well growing up at the time. Plus, you know, the the environment is changing, right? Because we're, we're moving from the 70s to the 80s. Everything's changing. Music is changing. Uh, fashion's changing. And politics are changing, right? Because we're now heading into the Reagan era that kind of, you know, some will say, uh, started a lot of the messes that we're experiencing these days and all that. But uh, no, I, I thought it was a very well done movie and I really, really enjoyed it. Um, I never thought there was a moment where it felt dull or it felt dragging. Um, I, I was pretty much engaged all throughout. And I think that's mainly because of the performances and the directing. Um, and we could talk about like the performances in a little bit. But uh, Blake, how did you feel about this movie? And and you're you saw it in just in like a regular theater setting, right? Yes, I saw it at an AMC last night, and I overall really enjoyed it. I am a sucker for like an, a well-directed indie drama. This yeah. didn't feel like Oscar bait. This felt very like hard on its sleeve and personal and this is an expert level director um who's very critically acclaimed so i enjoyed the directing of it and it, as long as it's not just like because th those movies honestly they, they piss me off like oscar <laughs> bait phone it in right. indie drama stuff this one was much more than that and i feel like um it earned the acclaim that it has so far we're looking at like 79% on Rotten Tomatoes, which it's not going to be a movie for everybody, for sure. Right. Which I took a buddy with me, and all I know is we're looking for movies. That was the main one I hadn't seen that was out in theaters. And I was like, how about Armageddon Time? They said, they, they looked at it. They said, that looks great. Let's go see it. 20 minutes in the movie, they lean over. They go, what is with this movie? What? They go, what are you, what are you talking about? They go, nothing's happened. Yeah, it's like a slow indie movie. Yeah. I, and then and then about 20 more minutes later, they go, what is going on? Really? They go, what? They go nothing's, nothing's happening. I go, the camera work is happening. There's great acting. What are you talking about? I was like, honestly, like a little annoyed. They go, we dropped it. They ended up enjoying the movie, but afterward they explained what was happening. They thought it was an Armageddon Apocalypse movie. And they just go, that movie was misnamed. That was a terrible choice for the name of this movie. And I don't think they thought it was a sequel to the Ben Affleck, Bruce right, Willis right. Armageddon, which is obviously a lovely joke to make about this movie. It's the prequel or something. But no, right. they just kept thinking it was an apocalypse. Like, where the zombie's going to come, there's going to be an earthquake, the world's wow. going to run out of currency or something. Like, when's, when are things going to get dark? Quiet place. No, it, it was quiet. But it was not an apocalypse movie oh by my any God. means. That's crazy. I thought that was hilarious. I literally gave them so much shit after. I was like, you didn't want to look at the trailer. You didn't read the plot. Like, no, no, no. I just saw the title and the poster and decided, to, yeah, that looks fun. I wanted an action movie tonight. <laughs> so if you're looking for a fun romp at the movies, it's not this one. This is a well-told Billings Roman coming of age not, yeah. It's almost it's like a prepubescent coming of age kind yeah. of movie, mm -hmm. and it's this young boy who's kind of lost in the world, doesn't know where he fits, but has some dreams, and um, 
kind of like that age where you don't really, you're just now getting your identity and how you mm -hmm. interact with other people, what your values are, et cetera. So that's, that's kind of the, the part, I thought it was, you're right, really well acted by those two kids, which can make yeah. or break a movie like this for sure. Um, those are my main thoughts overall. And I don't know if there's anything, um, if you want to talk about the, the Curtis Blow of it all or the, the Donald Trump of it all, I don't know if you want to get into any of that stuff, but I don't think there's much to say other than just like really well directed, um, yeah. not a ton to analyze, just on the surface, like lovely, beautiful family coming of age type movie. Yeah. And I like the fact that you brought up the like a prepubescent coming of age movie because, yeah, they're at that age where there's still that level of innocence, but now the world and reality is starting to open up, right, for you and you're understanding. This is the dynamics of the world. This is the dynamics of social, you know, societies and all that. And you're learning that for the very first time. And you're trying to figure out, okay, where does does one fit in? Especially myself, where do I fit in on this? Like, what, who, who do I believe in? Who do I accept? Who do I, you know, who do I resonate more with? You know, who am I? You know, basically, it's just that's when you start, you know, asking all those questions. Here's a boy who loves art, he loves drawing and all that. And he has a very encouraging um, grandfather who is trying Anthony to- Hopkins, we got to mention. Oh my God, yeah. Really, really good, which of course he's good. This was even good for Anthony Hopkins in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, this was a fantastic performance by Anthony Hopkins. And he, he was the one person within the family that was basically telling him, you know, do what you want to love, do what you love and don't back down, you know, don't, 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 you know, agree because you hear this person say something or don't do something because you're being told this. Use your gut and your feeling to do what you want to do and live your life and all that. And, um, you know, and it's it's one of those things where it's also, you know, you, you think of uh, families during that time, especially uh, families of, of immigrants and, and all that. They always think about hard work. You know, you got to study, you have to do things that will make you money and make you successful and all that. So here's this kid who wants to be an artist and that becomes like a big question and all that. So um, it, it but yeah, overall, especially like when the movie ended, it, it made it made you feel good at the end, you know, because it just was one of those really touching kind of stories. Um, again, with the backdrop of Queens, New York right there. But yeah, there were some things in this movie that uh were creative choices i think and it was nice hearing him talk about it uh after the screening you know when james gray was able mm. oh, to do where, a small where did you see him talk about it did you uh you got to see new a york q a yeah it was a uh, new york film festival uh, uh yeah, if you heard you of, yeah. of that Fuck yeah, it was uh, James Gray and Jeremy <laughs> Strong. Uh, yeah, so it was uh, no Anne Hathaway. Oh, I have to say this. All right, let's talk about some of the performances. All right. Okay. Yeah. So first of all, Anthony Hopkins, I do think this is going to lead him to another nomination. Ooh, hot take. Yeah. Okay. I like yeah, it. I really do. I think he beat I, Chadwick Boseman. You think the Oscars want to revisit that territory? That I was, mean, you know, performance, night. performance is a performance, right? And, you know, and it's like the supporting actor category. I don't know. We could, we could like probably dissect all the movies that have been out so far. Oh, and we've got time know, to get into Oscar stuff. There's definitely. no way we can do that right now, but we are. In no. The <laughs> We are we in are. The, the lap, the final lap of Oscar season. I'm, I'm Definitely. And it's exciting. It's it's a great time to be in. But I would say, like, his performance is that strong. Like, I really do feel like yeah. it could lead to that. 
Um, and if you watch the movie, you know why. Like, he is the heart of this movie, in, in an essence. You know, he is, like, the guiding light for this little boy. And the the bonding factor within the family dynamic, you know. And then, spoiler alert, when he's gone, you could see where there is starting to be now, not turmoil, but a little, you know, separation of, like, those things that he would teach. And, you know, kind of... Um, that you know little cracks in the foundation of the family and especially with the young boy he feels it totally 100% right but uh, Jeremy Strong I think he was really good in this movie too playing the father in, in this uh, in this role um, Anne Hathaway now my so Jeremy hot Strong I just got a succession oh sure my, please all, Go my ahead. current favorite TV show absolutely agree loved him it was really nice yeah. seeing him on the big screen last time i remember seeing him on the big screen like that was big short i'm sure he's had a couple other oh yeah things, but yeah he's amazing yeah what's your what's your anne hathaway take where's this going so here's my anne hathaway take okay um when okay when she first came out on the scene i thought oh look here's a refreshing actress you know she's doing what was she's doing um that uh, Princess Diaries movie or whatever the case is. And then Devil Wears Prada comes out and like, you know, oh, this is pretty cool. And then, you know, she does Les Mis, you know, and then during this time when she's doing or Les Mis. Or Miss. Oh, Les Mis. It was a big old miss. It was a big <laughs> hit or missed. Okay, yep. I felt like she was get, becoming one of those pretentious actresses. And I felt like, you know, where she would... Just one of those actresses just all about themselves all about you know their performance and everything has to be so perfect she gets a little carried away at the oscars and at the ceremonies and everything has to be about her look at me i can be quirky and funny too da, 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 da. you know all that stuff like that and I, i'm starting to feel that in with a lot of her acting after like after that period mm. and all that now here's when i when mom role Okay, because she's, she's so. now transitioning from that, yes. that earlier stage you're talking about. Exactly, like one of her first, at least. Interesting. Okay, right. Sorry, so she's she's playing an, an like a a motherly figure, you know, someone who's more mature, older. And my fear was that is she gonna be trying to steal the screen every time she's on? You know, is she gonna is this pretentious actress gonna be like overboard and overwhelming? And she wasn't. And oh, that's one of the God. things. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's one of the things that I was really refreshed with. I was like, for me, maybe this might have been Anne Hathaway's, you know, best performance in some time, maybe right now. You know, the fact that, you know, yeah. you believed her as a mom. You believed her in like trying yeah. to always care for this little boy and like, but still trying to keep the family together and everything like that. You know, trying to do right by the husband and by, you know, uh, again, we you have to think of it at the time that this movie takes place in, like in the 80s. Like these are how moms were, you know, and I did find it funny how she happened to be president of the PTA and all this stuff like that. And how the son is like, well, she can do everything right because she's the president <laughs> and how he has like this view on her and all that. But I actually really appreciated her performance in this movie. I thought in this film, she did a really, really good job. And like it goes to what we said before. All the performances in this film are strong. Like there's, there wasn't one person that would like, you know, I, I could say like, oh, I wish this person wasn't in this film or whatever the case is. Like everyone was really, really well. Act, they acted really well and they were very well directed too. Um, but as far as like some of the creative choices, so uh, because it's the 80s and because it's a specific school, a uh, private school, 
um, he chose to have uh, a Trump representing uh, the school and kind so, of be like... Do you mind like, if I... Yeah, 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 yeah. Do you mind if I throw it on the Anne Hathaway of it all? Oh, please, then, go for I'll, it. I'll transition yeah. right, right into this because I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm fascinated by this choice. Yeah. But... Um, uh, so Anne Hathaway, she gets a bad rap for being the try-hard actress who just like wants to be serious and and kind of like the very type A wound up a little tight kind of thing. I've heard yeah. other people say that about her, and there is something. I there's the there's one take on that where that's not fair to just say because of just how she comes across or it rubs us the wrong way. Of they're just sure. like a little too, so. She has a really interesting career. And honestly, to me, she's fascinating because I don't like a lot of her performances, to be perfectly mm -hmm. frank. But she's also been all over the place where she's done Devil Wears yeah. Prada and Brokeback Mountain. She right. did Ocean's 8 since uh, Les Mis, Interstellar. Um, she gets nominated for Rachel Getting Married, uh, Batman. Yep, that's that's a big one. And then, But it's also doing stuff like Valentine's Day, right? Mm -hmm. um, Prince Diary. So... I, I'm I'm very curious about her career. I like the idea of her becoming maturing as a star yep. and getting and getting rid of some of the weight of a young, very famous, but how grave an actor are they kind of like mm -hmm. whatever how I feel like that would be annoying to feel like you have to live up to this potential. Um, and also act cool or play it natural and be hosting the Oscars, whatever. Um the uh, it makes sense to me that she could mature into a, maybe a great great actress um mm -hmm. it also makes sense that this is a great role for her because it's a try hard pta mom who cares so right much about her son yeah and then i'll just use that as like transitioning to this is actually set um not far from where i was living when i was in queens at q4 school the mm -hmm. school where it's at and this is where a bunch of famous people have gone but we're including Marianne Trump and Donald Trump were also went to the school that this that this director went to um the politics seep into this movie I feel personally like it didn't hit you over the head with it but there's a few lines and a few things that you can go is this this director reckoning with politics in America today through that lens but also showing you what it was really like. So, but yeah, I, I interrupted you. What was, I, I know you were going into no, that no, territory. No. no, please. Yeah, no, 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 not an interruption at all. Um, no, I just found it really interesting how, again, small world, right? Especially like growing up in New York and, you know, the Trumps were big in New York. You know, they, they I mean, obviously they still kind of are. But, um, you know, one of the things that he said during his Q&A was like, there was no way he could not at least include that aspect in the movie because that was a part of his life that was a part of his growing up you know and he was very much exposed to that and i think that's also what led to some of his life choices or growing up just like again figuring out who you are figuring out who you stand with figuring out who you believe when you have such like a huge uh influence like the trumps in this one school you have Ronald Reagan, you know, running for president. You know, you see like there is this political shift happening in the world. You know, you have your home, um, your family at home calling Reagan and moron and idiot, you know, and, and like all this stuff. So it, it's like all these conflicting things. And as a young boy, you're trying to figure out, okay, so what do I believe? What do I, who do I stand with? You know, who, who, 
who what 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 am I gonna do when I get to that point? You know, so it, it, I I you're right. It wasn't like over like overbearing. It wasn't just like being hammered into your head. But there are certain aspects in there that would come up. There are certain things that would come up that kind of speak to what we're going through these days. But again, it's one of those things where history is there repeating itself or the foundations were being laid back then that is now coming into fruition now. Right. And I think the 80s was huge because of that. Right. Yeah. I mean, he's telling a personal history, but that includes yeah. history. And when you're talking about that age <clears throat> in your life, this is when you start to realize the world is a bigger place. And yeah. at some point he asks, mom, are you the president of the school? Which is kind right. of like the old thing when a kid doesn't have perspective, they go, does the teacher live at the school? What do you mean she goes home? She's my teacher. Yeah. She's always in the classroom. And like, you're starting to realize like, oh, these homes are connected to other people live there. Other people are making the rules. My dad isn't God. Like you're trying to like yeah. figure out my relation to the people above me, the people above them, et cetera. And I, I, it did a really good job of that. And it's doing some some 2022 lens reconciling with the political past of America, this neighborhood. Queens in particular is a very fascinating place. To yeah. me, it's the most diverse area in the entire world, or at least right up there, um, of, of any urban city of like mm -hmm. different people being put next to each other. And you also have some of the most old school conservative folks in Queens and like Absolutely. the Trump family's from there in the Jamaica States area. And there's some really wealthy areas and some very not wealthy areas. Um, this is and it's set. It's a, it's a nice time to set it or at least it's like the director really went back in time because it's got 1980. You've got the end of disco. You've got Curtis mm -hmm. Blow coming up. You've got Trump was in his high school or in his school not too long before. Um, and the Reagan thing and his family's a certain way. And, and the, at some point, all the kids are chanting Reagan, Reagan. Right, and like, yeah. There's just this <laughs> fervor around and which is happening in the country in a way at that yeah. time. Um, but it, it was, if a movie is too obvious about it's trying to get a message across, it can be annoying even if you agree with the message. Sure. But there's a, there's some lines where at some point the dad um is giving the, a speech to the son i'm not going to go spoilers but is giving a speech to the son he's going today we got really really lucky and he's talking about the, the relationship between the son who's a, a white kid or a jewish kid in queens and a black kid and he's the son basically like it, the dad is acknowledging white privilege so to avoid yeah. spoilers we'll say that and then there's uh, there's moments where he's th this kid is trying to figure out like I, I don't know. It's it did a good job of showing the personal in relationship to the political and the world around him, and this is a smart age to tell that kind of story. Um, I, I was I was moved by the movie overall. Not a lot really happened, right? He got in trouble a couple times. He kind of found himself, and like I think, and, and I'll avoid spoilers here, but essentially at the end of the movie, he kind of goes, "Oh, I'm going to go this route and not that route." Right, and that's yeah. essentially like if there's a if there's a plot at all or like a what's the big mystery here? It's like did he go down this road or that road? And it was nice knowing that, and I think it also helps going into the movie knowing that it's about the director because then you go, "Okay, I appreciate this more." As it's kind of a double story, it's a story being told by the person who's making that same story. So, yeah. Right. Overall, if if any of that interests you, the listener, definitely check it out. It was a very well done version of that kind of Oscar movie. Yeah. No. Absolutely. And and again, going back to some of the things you you touched, um, 
you know, queens, especially in the 80s, you know, you, you talk about diversity. Um, they cover that. The family and him himself is Jewish, right? You have him going to public school. So, of course, he's hanging out with, you know, Latinos, Hispanics, black people, you know, all that stuff like that. He befriends a black boy, you know, and it was funny. You also learn about um, kind of like the social hierarchies, right? Because the boy's like, oh, yeah, my family's rich. We have money. So if you need me, I can pay for you to go to this field trip that we're going to. Because the the black boy is like, you know, he comes from a poorer family. He lives in Hollis, Queens. And of course, if you knew Hollis, Queens back then, that was definitely one of the poor neighborhoods and all that, you know. And just hearing all that, and as for someone who is from here, who obviously still lives here, like I can, I knew and understood where they're coming from immediately, you know, because I grew up with the same, you know, type of kids. I grew up, you know, being exposed to all these different type of families and all that. So this is definitely a great movie for a New Yorker or someone who may be new to New York and had or lived in New York for some time because you do get to understand and relate to a lot of these things that's happened during that time. Um, but yeah, like uh, the the big impacting moment really is that end where you know he has that talk with his dad and the dad talks about being lucky talking about white privilege and also like talking about like dealing with authority right and and, and influences oh know? yeah you know it's it's all just a trying lot to survive right yeah and it's just and, it's, and it's, life isn't fair and right and it, I wish it was. It's the worst thing in the world, he says. And he's not yeah. like the dad doesn't say the words right, white privilege. No, right? those that phrase no. didn't exist in 1980. Yeah. But he's talking about the concept of fair treatment towards you, yeah. towards a friend, whatever. And it's there. It, it's the the if the director was speaking in 2022 language and looking at the audience and saying, "Hey, we all agree, right? Racism is bad." It would feel cornier than this. This felt like a very yeah. authentic and earned moment between a father and a son who'd had a hard time relating before that. And the dad gives him a little speech at the end um, and levels with the kid. Uh, it, it's not the same, it's totally different circumstances, but it almost reminds me of like Call Me By Your Name where there's a beautiful moment between a father and the son and the father gives a speech at the end of the movie. And it's like, all right, I'm gonna level with you. Let's just ca call it like it is. Right. Um, and it, it's not necessarily even a pep talk. It's just like a, you're gonna be okay, kid kind of moment. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, but, it, but you have to read into it to see what the director might be saying about politics today. But he is doing a, where he's connecting all of that, which is essentially what the movie is doing of taking the boy from my mom is the president of the school. I don't know what those words even necessarily mean to like, OK, we're now in a world where there is a history and, and there's something to look back at and say, oh, that happened to me. That was important. That right. mattered. Yeah. And I thought it was also very touching. And, and when he basically asked his dad, so what's going to happen to Johnny? You know, and the dad has to be as real and brutal as honest as possible. Right. He's like, well, I don't know. But basically, he could either go you're to jail. You're never going to see him again. Or you're never going to see what him he said. again. Yeah, you're probably yeah. never going to see him again. <laughs> yeah. You know, and that's so heart wrenching and breaking, especially at that age, because you, that's when you form bonds with people too, right? And the bond with these two were very close. Um, and then just to have that taken away because of an incident and because of the social dynamics and all that within the, the uh, world at the time, um, it, it can, you know, lead to formulating a certain 
idea or just a way of life for anyone, right? So that's why at the end of the movie, when he finally makes a choice of what he's going to do, um, now you, you, you understand how he got to that point, right? And all that. So, so yeah, so it, it's again, a really well done movie. Um, like, like Blake said, not a lot of stuff happens in this movie, but you are just basically following along the life of this boy growing up in Queens, dealing with his family, dealing with people around him and all that. Um, but, you know, a great, I guess it, you could call it a period piece, right? Because it takes does take place yeah. in the 80s, right? Yeah. Um, lovely backdrop there. Um, so yeah, so if, if this is something that speaks well to you, I think you would definitely appreciate a movie like this. If not just for the acting alone and for the performances and the way that the movie was directed, because it was such a well done. It is probably one of the more better indie type of movies that I've seen in some time, um, if not at least for this year. Right. I mean, obviously, if you are familiar with the channel, we talk so much about everything everywhere all at once and, and all these other like great indie movies that came out this year. But I would probably put this up there close to the top five of the movies of the year so far for me um and we have so many more other movies coming out um before the year closes but um with that being said any final thoughts on this movie blake um i i think that's about that's about it um i definitely i gave it i think four and a half stars probably um it's right up there we're gonna i'm sure we're gonna be talking about this more in the coming months when, when we get into oscar yeah. season and award season so i'm excited for that yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. But again, at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter at all what we think. What matters most is what all of you think. Is Armageddon Time a movie you've been dying to check out or maybe just somewhat curious about? Let us know in the comments. If you've seen it already, definitely let us know your thoughts and feelings about the movie. Uh, we love having discussions with all of you. And that's one of the main reasons why we do this. We just, I mean, yeah, we like talking to each other about movies and film and all that. But we love to talk about others and, and share experiences and, and talk about how we feel about certain films when they come out. So let us know in the comments. If you're brand new to this channel, hit that like, subscribe, all that good stuff. If you are an audio listener, thank you so much for listening. If you want an audio version of this, you could find it on your podcast platform of choice. Just type in Loki Geek there where you can download this and other episodes directly from there. That being said, thank you for watching. This has been Blake. This has been Renee. This has been Armageddon Time. We'll catch you in the next one. Peace out, y'all. Armageddon out of here. Ha <laughs> ha!